Welcome to the Unrest Podcast. I'm Carter Coyle. I'm Madeline Green. And I'm Caitlin Stancil. Hello, ladies. Good to see you. Yeah. You're both <laughs> looking beautiful today. She's this lying. video can never, ever be seen by the world. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I have no pants on. <laughs> and I, I just got either. out of the shower. <laughs> okay, fresh out of the shower, two with no pants. I'm in bed. Like, it's... It's very professional up in this podcast. Yes. <laughs> Nothing but the best. Professional party on the unrest. Top, party on the bottom. <laughs> if you joined our Facebook group, you'll see a pretty cool video from Gettysburg. And that's kind of what got me thinking about these battlefields. You know, those battlefields have seen so much death and destruction that they have to be an area where there is so much unrest. And so for today's story, we're going to look into Cold Harbor Battlefield in Mechanicsville, Virginia. Ooh. Ooh. Huh. So when looking into the story, I ran across a really interesting article on a website called Colonial Ghost. And it talked about paranormal hotspots and how we usually think, you know, cemeteries are the main place that these ghosts linger. But this article kind of had an interesting point and it said, since the sole purpose of cemeteries is to house the dead, it makes sense that most people think that they're the only place that spirits take up residency. But it's those whose bodies were never properly buried who are the most restless. And that's why it's important to really take a look into these old colonial mansions old plantations hospitals prisons yeah i mean if you're being buried in a cemetery like you died it is what it is you probably didn't die there anyway but it's more like the traumatic deaths and where they happened that you could feel like where the energy would be left right and so that's why this cold harbor battlefield is considered one of the most haunted military sites in the nation and i'm going to read a plaque that stands in the area that kind of gives you an idea into what this was like the cold harbor killing fields the heavy fighting on june 3rd occurred at three separate spots outside the present boundary of the national park you're looking northward toward one of those places two brigades of infantry from the 18th corp charged from right to left across the flat open field beyond the creek the confederate fortifications were leveled long ago but in 1864 they provided security for southern riflemen and artillerists who swept the open ground with their fire the surface of the field seemed like a boiling cauldron from the incessant pattering and plowing of shot, which raised the dirt in geysers and spitting sands, wrote a horrified Massachusetts soldier. Many of the terrible tales of Cold Harbor have their origin here, men being shot down so rapidly that those in the rear of them thought they were lying down, and Union soldiers piling up bodies of dead comrades as emergency protection. Wow. So that is a plaque that sits at the battleground. That was quite the plaque. So like I said, the site is located in Mechanicsville, which is a 50-minute drive from Williamsburg, which obviously is a historical hotspot in its own. But the battle was considered obviously one of the bloodiest, but also one of the most lopsided battles in the Civil War. Ulysses S. Grant said that Cold Harbor is, I think, the only battle I ever fought that I would never fight again under the circumstances. I've always regretted that the last assault at Cold Harbor was ever made. 
And a priest who was at the battle named Winthrop Phelps said, you cannot conceive the horror and awfulness of a battle. I never wished to hear another, much less see it. I went out to see this, but found myself in such danger that I soon fled. Pray for me. I cannot write and not in a fit state of mind. Yeah, that is hard to imagine being in the middle of that. And so this was a really long battle lasting from May 31st to June 12th. And this same site had another battle called the Battle of Gaines Mill. And that was actually the second bloodiest battle. So obviously this land has seen a lot having the first and second bloodiest battles. And therefore it makes sense that it's the center for so much paranormal activity. In the battle, Grant had 109,000 men and Lee only had 59,000. And so even though Grant had more men, he actually didn't win this battle, which kind of blows my mind. Interesting. And it was because they decided to build trenches, which is kind of talked about in that plaque. And, you know, at that time it wasn't used very often. And so what happened was when Grant's soldiers attacked, Lee's were able to shield themselves in these trenches, ending in a victory for Lee, which was his last major victory in the Civil War. It probably helped that it was like also kind of on southern turf. So I'm sure he knew the area better and, you know, that that plays a major role in that kind of thing. Right. And it said that the land itself was very unforgiving and it was very difficult terrain, which made this trench type warfare very hot and miserable for both sides. Um, They had a lack of medical assistance. The dugouts were cramped with both living and dead. When people visit this area, they're overwhelmed with a feeling of sorrow and anguish. A paranormal investigator named Beth Brown said, I thought sure that the reports of paranormal happenings at Cold Harbor had something to do with the strong emotions of the men who lost their lives there over a century ago. Locals and visitors alike claim to have felt the booms of artillery fire, smelled the distinct scent of burning gunpowder, heard shouts and cries from unseen men, and the heavy clamor of horse hoof. Beth, who is the paranormal investigator that I was talking about, she actually wanted to experience this battlefield for herself. Luckily, she had a park policeman with her, and they said that they definitely felt stalked throughout the night. She oh, said she they went heard, all night. Ooh. Yeah. She said they heard footsteps behind them, and then they also came across what many others have encountered, which is a dense, unexplainable fog that disappears just as quickly as it manifests. Mm. That would set the stage. Right. And so another couple witnessed ghostly cannon fire, but when they attempted to snap some photos... And they felt like a sense of being watched. And then all of a sudden, this mist actually drove them from the location. Weird. Some say that the random fog are remnants of thick gun smoke or even maybe a portal to the past. A historian and paranormal investigator named Mark Nesbitt had an unexplainable experience at the battleground. He said, I got to the highest point of the arched bridge and suddenly was stopped. I didn't stop. I was stopped and looked to my left down into the remnant of a Confederate trench. I heard myself say, something awful happened to me right here. I didn't think it. I said it out loud. Did this have something to do with reincarnation to unconsciously blurt out something terrible happened to me is incomprehensible to me. Whoa. 
Yeah. He had this situation, scary, right? Where maybe it was almost like a little type of possession type thing. There have been a lot of accounts of that as well. Unfortunately, there has been a lot of commercial construction done to the property, but they are trying to save as much of it as they can. There are tours of the landscape. And at the end of these tours, there's two kind of eerie extras, which is this Cold Harbor Cemetery and the Garth Wright House. Both are rumored to be haunted by a little girl. The cemetery has really been updated since back in the day because so many of those soldiers went unknown. So they have these big marble markers to kind of mark back then. They didn't know what to do with them, you know? The embalming process, I'm sure, wasn't what it is today, and I'm sure it took a lot longer than it does today, so it'd probably just be easier to bury them on site. Right. Then the Garthright House, which dates back to the 1700s, Union surgeons actually took it over in that June of 1864, and the poor Garthright family was forced to take refuge in the basement. So just imagine, you know, what they heard while they were in their own basement, soldiers crying and, you know, amputations. They said that even the blood would seep down and splatter into that (laughs) cellar where they had to stay. Oh my God. Jeez. Wow. Oh, God. I bet and it then, smelled so bad. Ugh, I can only imagine. There are probably bugs everywhere. <laughs> That's the Bridges. worst part. That's the worst part of all. <laughs> and then, so it seems, you know, that soldiers would haunt this area, but this little girl I talked about earlier is seen the most around the house and the cemetery. Supposedly, she fell out of the upstairs window and died on the property. Sometimes she's seen at the window, dressed in white, wearing a bonnet. Others have spotted her out and about the cemetery. And even people have seen this little girl's ghost skipping in circles on the front lawn. Some say that maybe she was a daughter of the Garthrites, but there is no evidence to really prove that. So all in all, just a really terrible, bloody battle that led to a lot of death and even more unrest among the spirit world. And it's definitely on one of my places to visit. My friend Stephanie was telling me, um, I wish she could get him to talk to us, but she doesn't think he he will. Um, but she knows this man that I guess at one time he worked at a battlefield, and I think it was Gettysburg. I could be totally wrong on that. But she said that he, I think he was like a priest or something like that. And, you know, he wouldn't normally, I guess, believe in this kind of thing, but right. he had told her one time that when he was working there, he actually saw soldiers in like full military garb walking around at night. And I think that's one reason why he like probably wouldn't be comfortable talking about it because of probably um, the religious aspect. But yeah, I thought that was so interesting. And well, good thing we talked a little bit about Gettysburg because that's number one on my haunted history today. Madeline found this awesome article in war history online. And so I started looking at it and this list, some international haunted batter, battlefields. So these were really fun to look through. So I'll share them with you and kind of some of the creepy things that have happened there. And Gettysburg is number one, no surprise, even worldwide. I think it's recognized as one of the bloodiest battles. And this was, of course, during the American Civil War. It said 50,000 men were killed, wounded, or lost. And it says that just about anybody who visits Gettysburg today can still, you know, ha- at least feel the emotion, if not attest to the creepy sound- sights and sounds that you can find there. And they do have ghost tours, apparently, as well. This Ooh, says that, that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be a good one. And this article says up to fi- uh, up to 10,000 soldiers still haunt the battlefield to this day, which is a fifth of the people who died there. So that's really scary. 
Um, and that nearby, similar to the story Madeline just did, nearby historic buildings also have hauntings and make sure and and um sorry similar to what madeline just said nearby historic buildings also experience hauntings especially those that were used as hospitals and kind of makeshift recovery areas um, during and after the battle where people were maybe losing limbs being uh, having like really barbaric surgery just trying to keep them alive and so many people died so there's still plenty of reports of ghosts appearing on the battlefield eerie noises weird lights uh, just a lot of occur weird and odd occurrences on the battlefield. So um, it is, this article says it is truly a pub. No, it is truly a hub for paranormal. <laughs> for paranormal. I wish it was a pub. I wish it was a pub. I'm sure they could use a drink too. <laughs> yeah, but it's a hub for paranormal activity. Um, the second one they talked about, and there are seven, just so you can count down in your head. I had to look up how to pronounce it. So here, I'll give you a passion doll. Oh, passion doll, passion dale, or passion doll, passion dale, or passion doll. Hmm. And this was during World War One in Belgium. And it says that the germ basically, this was uh, the British forces, British, Canadian, New Zealand, South Africa, Australian forces all hitting ger the german forces and that there's an aerial picture that shows as million as uh, as many as one million shell holes in just a mile area of land that's that i mean the germans were just hit hard obviously and the battlefield was super difficult to navigate because of heavy rains thick muds so they covered the area with these wooden slats so that they the soldiers could try to get around the area but if you slipped or fell into this mud, you weren't getting back up. Then you're basically a, lay, a, a lying or sitting duck for all the artillery. So that is itself a pretty horrifying way to die, to literally just be stuck in mud waiting to get hit. Um, it said 100,000 soldiers who died were never identified. And now the village is haunted by the sounds, the screams, the gunfire, and phantoms that can be heard at random times. That hmm. one actually, I'll show you just because I think it is a pretty striking picture. Can y'all see that picture here? Mm -hmm. This is like the wooden slats that they built through these muddy, it looks like almost swamps. And the, the terrain is just decimated. And uh, you can imagine if you fell into this, it would almost be like quicksand. Mm. Um, so that was Pask Paskindale or Paskindal. Number three <laughs> is uh, Culloden Battlefield. Does Culloden sound familiar to anyone? It sounds like, what is that show? Yes. Outlander. Outlander. Exactly. <laughs> I loved Outlander, but then I trailed off because I wasn't paying for stars anymore. I think it's on stars. Mid-1700s in Scotland and the squashing of the Jacobite re rebellion. And um, some say that the wind took under an hour of fighting so it was probably yeah. just like a massive massacre and that's it april 16th is on the anniversary and some say that ghostly fallen soldiers reappear on that day you can hear the battle and the clashing swords and uh, that they've even encountered fallen soldiers on the battlefield and that birds do not sing near burial mounds because of the creepy atmosphere what that's weird 
Um, number four, we're back in the U.S. at the Battle of Little Bighorn, also mm -hmm. known as Custer's Last Stand. And that was a battle between the U.S. cavalry forces and members of the Lakota Native American tribe. And the cavalry was so overwhelmed and defeated um, and very outnumbered. But despite that, the casualties were actually pretty small, 450 people total. However, hauntings are still widely reported there. And that is one of those battles that we, you do end up, you know, hearing about in your history as a kid growing up, even if you don't remember the details, we've all kind of heard of the Battle of Little Bighorn. And many people who have visited say that they instantly become overwhelmed with a feeling of hopelessness when they arrive and that they start to experience hallucinations of the battle. Mm. And one groundskeeper says that her house that's on site is haunted by a certain cavalry soldier. Next, um, number five on the list was the Battle of Stalingrad. This is and was one of the most deadly battles in all of human history. And it was a clash of, the, of Nazi Germany and its allies trying to gain control of the Russian city. And the Soviets, Germans, Romanians, Italians, Hungarians, and Croatians trying to keep the city under Soviet control. And we are talking about two million deaths. Wow. And that battle lasted more than five months. So just, I mean, just death after death after death for five months. Again, the most, one of the most deadly battles in all of human history. The Soviets ultimately won, but entire sections of the city and entire neighborhoods are said to be completely haunted by the dead and that they have these um, ghosts have basically just continued living their normal lives, but as ghosts roaming the places where they once lived. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of those deaths were just civilians that were kind of caught up in it. Yeah, in those neighborhoods. Yeah, that's so sad. We've got two more, and number six is the English Wars of the Roses. Mm. And apparently this is a battle that took place in Towton, and it was in 1461. 30,000 people died, and apparently it, the battle took place in the middle of a really heavy snowfall, which just sounds miserable. Hot and trenchy, dead body, that sounds miserable, but so does snow, like a massive snowfall, and you're trying to make it around, you can hardly move, you can't see anything, the snow, you know, visibility. And now it's said that every seven years, this town will experience a similar heavy snowstorm. And if you go out into the storm to the side of the battle, you'll see the two armies fighting for three hours and then they disappear for the next seven years what? what yeah that's that's interesting i mean that must that's a pretty specific promise so that'd be very cool and then last but not least number seven taking you to my home state of georgia the battle of chickamauga and um the american civil war battle that that happened was one of the bloodiest of the south it was a Confederate victory, but they um, the total losses were more than 30,000. And the most famous ghost located on the battlefield, this is all based on this War History Online thing, is called Old Green Eyes. Some, <laughs> such a Southern name for a ghost, right? Old Green Eyes, we don't really know how to categorize um, because it's super creepy looking. And apparently it, some people describe it as a decapitated ghost head of a Civil War soldier. Some say it looks more like a Native American. Others say it's like a creature with long hair and fangs and glowing eyes. So uh, old green eyes is still at the Chickamauga battlefield in northern Georgia. 
Nice. I, f- I feel like animals, like, you know, if you're shining a flashlight, their eyes usually look green. Yeah. Okay, Caitlin, don't, don't tell Maybe me it's old green eyes just an matter. animal. I'm debunking. <laughs> we debunk old green eyes. Oh, but yeah, those were really, those were so interesting. And honestly, I'm sure like you were talking about Madeline, you could just pick any battle site in the world and they're going to be reports, but these are the top seven that apparently consistently are known to be haunted. So um, that was really fun. And I liked the I liked our theme today of exploring battlefields where so much death and trauma happened that they're bound to be haunted. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard not to. If there is such a thing as ghosts and stuff, it it would be there. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, I wish my real life haunt fit into the theme. You didn't interview a Civil War soldier for us? No, sorry, guys. Bummer. I'm going to let you down. Um, my real life haunt today comes from a Facebook post that this woman put on one of these paranormal groups that I follow. And I just found it so interesting. It has nothing to do with battlefields, unfortunately, but, um, I asked her if I could have her permission to use it on our show and she gave me the go ahead. And I really apologize if I mispronounce her name, but I think it's Brienne Secker. Um, and here is what she says about her experience. She says, many years ago when I was seven, I was caught in a house fire. I spent many months in the hospital recovering. And I had Sorry, I'm like already interrupting because that's horrible. I know. Seven years old, caught in a house fire. That's terrifying. So she was in the hospital for several months and she says, I had an experience where I would be visited by an old lady that I didn't know. She wasn't a nurse. She wore different clothes than the nurse that was taking care of me. And some nights I would wake up and she would be sitting beside my bed. Other nights she would be in another chair. Well, one night she spoke to me in a funny accent. She said I was getting better and in a while I would be able to go home, but not yet. So after about three months, she said she was finally allowed to go home for day visits. And she had told her mom about this night lady Well, the ward nurses didn't see her at all, and they didn't know what she was talking about. And on a day visit, when she was visiting with her grandparents, she says she was in her grandfather's study. She says, my night lady, the old lady who sat with me at night in my hospital room, I started screaming. My mom came running into the study. I told her, that is the night lady, pointing to the lady. I told her that I saw her at night, and her mom just looked at her, puzzled. And that's because the night lady was her grandfather's she calls her auntie Alice. She had died in Ireland before she was born, but she says, I swear I knew the sound of her voice and she was not Australian like us, but had a thick Irish accent. That's so cool. I know it gets better. What? (laughs) That reminds me of Mr. Gordy. (laughs) Mr. Mr. Did I tell you about Mr. Gordy? Oh, oh God, God, no! no. Sorry, <laughs> we both said, "Oh God, no!" <laughs> we'll it's not. Me. It's not about me and Mister Gordy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no! We'll back to Mister Gordy in a moment. <laughs> but she says um, she found out the night lady was her grandfather's auntie Alice, and she had died long ago. Well, a month later, she says I was released from the hospital, and I didn't see Alice anymore. But I did see someone walking past my bedroom door at night. 
not my great great auntie, but a man who had looked like a guard that you see at the Queen's Palace. I told my mom again, and it seems that Auntie Alice had sent her husband, Uncle Alan, who had been a Queen's guard, to watch over me when I was at home. Get the fuck out of here. I know, right? After a while, I'd gotten a lot better, and one night, Uncle Alan and Auntie Alice appeared in my bedroom doorway. For the first time, I could see his whole face. They looked at me, they smiled and waved. They were there to help me in my time of greatest need. Oh, I love that. Wow, those are really good ghosts. That's amazing. And she says she's had a lot of other experiences, but that's kind of the most vivid one that she remembers. Wow, that's a great experience. I mean, looking, literally watching and guarding her as she recovered. And to just like be that young and then like find a photo that identifies this person that you had been seeing. I mean, it's just so cool. Oh man, those were good ones today, y'all. I appreciate everyone listening in. Thank you for continuing to follow us and We've got some fun episodes planned for uh, Halloween. Such good stuff. Maybe I'll have a Halloween baby. We better record early. Oh, we'll just come to the hospital and record with you in there. Oh, yeah, that'll be fine. (laughs) COVID restrictions be damned. (laughs) As you're in labor. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I'll need a distraction, though. Well, everyone, um, we want to hear from you about your stories and experiences. And I know my friend Allison, who listens in, one of our producers, she said her dad had an experience. So Allison, tell him to write it to us or to call into our voicemail. He should be the first to use the voicemail option. By the way, that number, 843-564-2101, if you want to use that or you can email us. At the, the unrest gmail.com. <laughs> okay. All together now. <laughs> unrest, unrest in peace. peace.